Before we jump into today's episode, we wanted to mention we'll be posting an update of things to come if you're interested in learning more about where we're headed with all this. And although we aim to have a new episode up every Sunday, next Sunday we're taking a break and we will be back on June 9th with a shiny new episode. Since 1955, almost 90% of Fortune 500 companies have merged, been acquired, or gone bankrupt. Also, according to National Geographic, 90% of all organisms that have ever lived on the Earth are now extinct. Quick, Carlos, run the intro before they catch on to our broken comparison. Welcome to Viable Underdogs, where we try and teach you cool things and hopefully encourage everyone to become a bit more sustainable. My name is John, the superstar Carlos is with me as well. This is Blackjack episode 21. Today we're talking about the adaptability of the business sector and how this adaptability will be helpful in our transition towards a more sustainable planet. The Earth has undergone five mass extinction events and it is currently in the midst of a sixth one. You know, the one we're doing our best to prevent. Presently. Right now. These mass extinction events help play a role in evolution. Typically, a new group of organisms begin to thrive in this new environment. This is where the phrase, survival of the fittest, comes into play. See episode number 18 for a reminder that in this case, fittest doesn't pertain to the amount of push-ups, Carlos can do without a break. 415. The environment undergoes a massive change, resulting in new life forms taking dominance over the globe. The mass extinction event that took out the dinosaurs allowed mammals, and therefore eventually humans, to take over as the dominant life forms. Now, this does in fact share a lot in common with the Fortune 500 companies we mentioned earlier. And for the sake of transparency, there may be a bit of dispute over things such as how the Fortune 500 lists are compiled. But it shouldn't really alter our point too much. Many businesses have indeed merged, been acquired, or gone bankrupt. The world of 1955 is very different from the world of today. Unless you're in a DeLorean. I am sure you could think of one or two minor changes since then. And during these times of change, the business environment changes, much like the environment environment changes for life during mass extinctions. Some survive, some die off, and some evolve. The theory of evolution can be applied, at least to some degree, to the business sector. Instead of scientific terms like mass extinction, we get business terms like disruption. Disruption is a business term that basically results in a massive change in a particular field or industry. You can research disruption on your own time and learn that our definition of it is terrible and why an expert would argue that companies like Uber and Airbnb are not true examples of disruption. However, our business skills are about as good as our sales skills, so we're going to be pretty fast and loose with our use of the term. There are many examples of disruption, but we'll share a fairly known one with you involving Blockbuster Video. At its peak, it was a billion dollar multinational business, but it did not adapt to the changes in its business environment. The way the world was consuming media content like movies and video games was changing. 
movie rental businesses have by and large been replaced with streaming services like Netflix, which Blockbuster actually had the opportunity to buy back when it was cheap. Well, cheap in terms of business acquisitions. Surprisingly, there is still one lone wolf Blockbuster still open in Bend, Oregon, in the United States. You know, in case you were looking for holiday plans. The story of Blockbuster is an interesting one, and although there's a bit more to it if you read up on it on your own, it really was just a matter of an organization not changing along with its environment. Why? Because change is difficult. I defer you to the 90% statistic of the Fortune 500 companies we mentioned earlier to really drive that point home. We're going to talk more regarding change in a future episode, but today we're focusing on the evolution of businesses over the 20th century. As we mentioned back in episode 12, businesses have begun to surpass governments in terms of power and influence on the globe. This has been one of the pushes to inject ethics education into business schools. Globally, we require that businesses behave responsibly and ethically because of just how much influence they can have. There are those that think this imbalance of power is in fact too great, that we should try to get the pendulum swinging back to more control in governments. But here's the kicker. Like it or not, the 20th century was full of disruption. In fact, much like a mass extinction, it would probably be apt to call it a mass disruption. And during this change, the business sector had the ability to act quicker and start to become a more dominant force. It's not uncommon for governments to hire business managers and consultants to help it become more efficient and effective. As one example, the United States implemented legislation requiring project management in 2016. Conversely, some enterprises become so large that they start to experience the same type of bureaucratic inefficiency that often plagues governments that we explored last episode. This should help in showing how governments and businesses overlap one another in many ways. Some people are okay with this change. Some are not. And if you are one of those that are not, please bear the following in mind. The business sector increased in dominance in the world By quickly adapting to change, governments were slower to change. We're not trying to say that business is perfect either. Neither is evolution. Both rely on the principle of survival of the fittest, but business also has one thing going for it that evolution doesn't. Human ingenuity. Something we make a point to talk about on this show quite a bit, even if it's just by geeking out about engines or the Voyager missions. If we're serious about addressing the challenges of sustainability, then the world is about to undergo another mass disruption. True sustainability will require enormous changes to just about every sector and field there is. And during this time of change, you're going to want a group whose specialization is in the management of change. The business sector, especially small businesses that have the ability to change on a dime, are going to be one of the world's greatest assets in transitioning towards a more sustainable planet. We realize there's people that want to vilify the business sector, but the sensible thing to do would be to at least wait until after we have solved these global issues. Hopefully this won't be necessary if the business sector truly starts to embed the people-planet-profit model into its business operations and decisions. 
The world needs businesses to become more responsible and more ethical because we, perhaps inadvertently, made them as powerful as governments in some respects. When an entity is in control, be that a person, business, king, what have you, they have two options. They can be relatively decent or relatively not decent. This means that as of now, any business that does not consider the planet and its people as vital stakeholders then is choosing to not be decent. We had some more choice words, but we do our best not to be too vulgar on this show. A failure to become more sustainable will result in a pretty bad future for our children. We're also talking about a pretty high death toll that some of these entities play an active role in. Anyone that does not want to prevent this should question their level of decency. Which is unfortunate because the world needs the business sector to be allies in this upcoming mass disruption. We need not decent to transform into relatively decent, so let's hope the majority of the business sector also gets their heads out of their butts soon. Cheers. Thanks for listening. As always, please share and forward this podcast. The first step towards realistic sustainability is in knowledge and discussion. And this can't happen without everyone's input. Please send any questions, comments, or mass disruptions to viableunderdogs at gmail.com. Our intro music is composed by Mark Kronowski and the music currently playing by Jonathan Atkinson. The Fortune 500 quote can be found at aei.org. The article is entitled Fortune 500 Firms, 1955 v. 2016. It was published on December 13th, 2016 by Mark J. Perry. As we said at the start, we are taking next weekend off. We're working on some other projects that should hopefully gain some traction soon. With a bit of luck, we should have more to share with you later in the summer, possibly early fall. We are of the belief that it doesn't do much good to present a bunch of problems without a strategy to start addressing these problems. As we are working on these projects, which includes the eventual website, we are trying to time them to coincide with these episodes. We're doing our best to highlight key issues so that when we present future projects, you'll hopefully have enough knowledge on the subject to see why they make sense. We tend to be possibly too realistic here, and I'll be blunt when I say there's a fairly good chance this never launches. Although we are doing our very best to ensure its success. But if it does work, we would be thrilled to see a massive leap in progress in the field of sustainability. This is our primary motivation for doing this, after all. To every one of you listening, we once again want to thank you for your continued interest and support. I cannot assure you with any confidence that our idea will work, but I can assure you that if it does work, it should be a pretty cool thing to watch unfold. <laughs>